Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. As we're here and ready to begin the show, uh, I would like to say that we have had an enjoyable week in sports. It's been a long one, but I believe everybody's ready for some football. Now, uh, we have Mike on the line, and we have other people uh, like our wonderful cast that's going to be Carrie Champion today. Join us sooner than later, but let's get this started, Mike. Well, as we all know, uh, it was a great week in football for most of us anyway who are not uh, Bears fans. Um, you know, we're 0-1, and I think that we're, hopefully we can pull something out today if we can get it right. Around the other teams, uh, we got uh, Minnesota, who's 1-0, Detroit, who's 1-0, and the Packers, who are 0-1. This is going to be a very interesting week, people. I guarantee you, as week two gets on and we only got 15, uh, let me take that back. Fourteen more to go as we kick it off. Uh, Cass, are you there, Yasmin? She she does not appear to be. So let's get things started when it comes to the NFL. One of the things that many of us have already discovered: uh, your favorite player is injured already. Yeah, you I'm know telling that. you, everybody is injured. Uh, I'm going to start talking about the Bears injuries. Everybody is enjoying talking about Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey. Big names, great names. And yes, we want them to play, but I do not even think they're the most important of our two. I mean, of the Bears' injuries, I'm more worried about Roberto Garza and Matt Slauson. And many people have asked me why. And although I feel that Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey are bigger names and they're better players. It does not matter how good of a receiver we have in the game if Jake Hutler can't stand upright. With two offensive linemen and one of them being the center and one of the leaders on the team and Roberto Garza going down, it does us no good to have a quarterback if the quarterback can't stand up and throw the ball. And I think everyone around you would agree. Um Obviously, the most important part of your offense is your offensive line. Um, They are the reason why you have a very good running game, and they are the reason why you also have a very good passing game. Um, As you already stated, if they cannot protect Jay Cutler from getting hit or getting sacked, uh, you know, then it's not going to be very good for either one. Even with the backups they have coming in, you know, these are guys who who are being pulled up from the practice squads, and they haven't been really tested yet. So this being their very first opportunity to get into a real game situation where they have to protect, you know, the starter, it's going to be interesting to see how they all, you know, how they all react. Uh, You know, I wouldn't say that Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffries' injuries aren't as important. You know, uh, obviously they are. They're two of of the main weapons on the Bears. Um, But, you know, they don't matter unless you can protect the quarterback. So I definitely agree with you on that part of it. And I think Cass has joined us now. Is that right? 
I believe I she has. I mean, I have she, 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 she didn't like us, so she didn't want to talk to us at first. I love you guys. I love you guys. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and thank you guys for getting the show started, despite my um, mishap. Mm-hmm. But I did Yeah, I was straight. I broke out. I created the show and was like, forget it. You know, so that's how I felt this morning. Because <laughs> there's, so mm-hmm. there's so much going on. And I did, I did jump in with the Bears conversation. I agree. Everyone that's injured for the Bears right now is pretty crucial. The Bears did not impress to me in training camp. They didn't impress oh, to me in no, the preseason. No, I don't think they impressed too many people. And game one was a debacle, which is why a few weeks ago I kind of put out there how important and effective is the first game of the season. I got so many mixed reviews. These are key injuries this early in the season, whether people think they're minor. They're all game time. Well, two of them, the two major receivers, are game time decisions, of which they've already brought up receivers from the practice squad. They've brought up a center from the practice squad. This is pretty you know, I, I totally agree with you, Mike. Need that O line to be strong for Cutler. And with that O line being strong for Cutler, he's able to find and hit off his receivers. So week two, in my eyes for the Bears, does not look like a good week unless some miraculous sort of way they can capitalize on this matchup against the 49ers. And I just don't see it. This is probably the one I mean, it would that be... I completely agree with, with the line move and, and where Vegas even place the bet. I just don't see it. I mean, it would be different if we were playing the Cowboys, uh, but we're not. We're playing the 49ers. Because even with their injuries uh, and their suspensions and what have you, man, did you see the 49ers? Who, the Cowboys game? The Cowboys game. The 49ers. Like, it would be different if the Bears were playing the Cowboys, but we're not. And I'm sorry. I don't even know what the this. Cowboys are doing. I know we have Cowboys fans. My family's in Dallas. I mean, I'm going to say I don't this. think that's anybody knows what the Cowboys, Cowboys That's not even a word. So, yeah, that's. I'm going to say this. Unfortunately, everybody knows how much I'm a Bears fan and I love the Bears. But when the. The NFL did the 49ers schedule. Who gave them permission to let them play the same team two weeks in a row? Well, you know what? <laughs> I mean, literally, that's, that's they're playing. That's bad. You know what, Bears fans? If you get to meet Mike from Football Fan Rush Radio, you question his logic because I do not think the Bears look like the Cowboys. The Bears are a great offensive team with a horrible defense. Um, and I don't think the Bears' the defense is horrible. I don't. I don't think. Well, I, I mean, I don't see it. I don't see how you could say they're hor- horrible when I mean, you look at the game I don't, last I don't week. See that. Neither one. Neither one of the. Neither one. You know, of the teams really had a, a defense that stood out. If you just go by the points they put up on the board. Now, I will give. I will definitely give our offense. You know, for just getting back in the game. You know, but at the same time, it's really not enough to get back in the game if you're not going to win it. You know, so oh, you man, have to look man. at it. They they say I, 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 I wasn't really surprised I, by what Buffalo did, you know. I mean, you know, as far I, I as overall their game. I was sort of surprised by what Buffalo did. Not that I didn't think Buffalo was going to come in here and challenge the Bears and give them a run for their money, 
the consistency, the chemistry, the mentality, the completion of plays, the capitalizing on every Bears mistake. Love what I saw from Buffalo. I would love to see them some more this season, though I know that's not the division we cover. We love all football. I was very proud to just not to, to – they just weren't intimidated. They just were not going to back down. Even when the penalties for a moment weren't going their way, they still kept the charge going. And I love when I see that tenacity in a team. And it just seemed like well, from is... that point, the Bears were just like, just God, please give us a win. It, it, the, I saw the chemistry and the attitude <laughs> totally flip. I, I, I'm sure I saw it actually change on the team. Like it was a sigh of relief to go into overtime almost for them. And and the Bills were like, you know what, overtime, let's go, let's get it. And they were like, oh, we might not lose. Well, while they're not worried about losing, the Bills are like, we got this. Okay, it's overtime, whatever, cool, we got this. Because they were totally heavy non-favorites to even – not only to oh, not win, but to not I even know. be that close point not even, wise. Not even score so, or even do that well. They came in and they, they did you the know, thing. I give, I, you know, well, what, what I my question my... was, how do you go an entire half without calling three timeouts? Well, yeah, I you have three timeouts and you go Bears... an entire half without calling three timeouts. And also, you know, they it's like they – I was thinking about that this morning before the show, just thinking about how they how they ran the offense side of the ball. You know, you come out the first, you you go 64 yards right down there, you score a touchdown, then you don't score for the rest of the half, pretty much. For the rest of the and half. You str- yeah, was, and um, you struggle, and you struggle back and forth with doing this and doing that. And it was like, if your object as a coach and as an offensive coordinator was to confuse the defense, you not only confuse the defense, but you confuse your own team and everybody watching the game because I did not understand what they were doing. Forte I mean, was running the ball very well. It was, you know, it was it's like they never established anything. It was, it, right. it was like, okay, I, could, I really couldn't. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's although it was great what they did on that first drive and went down and scored, they didn't establish the run. They established the pass and that made and them that's key what that made right, that made them key in on on their passing. Yes, the Bears made adjustments in the second half and and Matt Forte was running, but they had they running. established the run. Okay. Had they established the run the first time around, they may not they may not have scored so quickly on that first drive, but I think once the run was established, that's what the Bears needed. And I've always felt like the Bears' offense, even though we have these great great receivers and great passers, if we run our offense through the run, it opens up all of that. And although I love Mark Trestman's mind when it comes to offense, I still think it should be run through Matt Forte. Um, I think what they're trying to do is make adjustments for who they're up against. That was something else that we saw the Bills do. As they mm-hmm. made adjustments, when they realized, okay, this isn't going to be an aerial attack anymore, they're going ground, Matt Forte trying to run it on us. Okay, so that didn't happen for very long. They adjusted, and so I think that's what Coach Trestman is trying to do. He's just trying to not make – their offensive plays so predictable. And it's it's just a, a learning curve that they're going through right now. Unfortunately, right now it's not a good time to go through it with my man, the quarterback sitting on all that money and then the, the kick. But okay, but that is honestly what I see. He's trying to make the, the offensive side of the ball 
just as important and as lethal as the defensive side of the ball with the history that the Bears have had. Unfortunately, we don't know what's going on with the defensive side of the ball, but hats off to you, Tim Jennings, because you're balling. Um, and Mel Tucker better get his act together. And I was one of the people that said, okay, I understand keeping him because he didn't get to run his offense, I mean run his defense. But if he don't get it together fast, I will be one of the people screaming and begging for a list of defensive coordinators. I wouldn't mind if Mike Singletary was a a linebacker's coach right about now because the biggest problem, although we all hate, or I won't say we all, there's a lot of people that hate the Bears secondary. The Bears linebackers are quickly – are quickly becoming such a problem because if the passes are protected, nobody's stopping the run. Uh, Fred Jackson put a hurting on theirs last week. Uh, We need to stop the run. Literally, we need to stop the run. And a lot of people talk about, yes, there were two big runs that, that, that hurt the Bears last week. 38 yards on one play and 47 yards on another play, and you remove those, and then it's not that bad. Yeah, okay. Yes, Lance Burns. But they exist. But that, that, right, I was going to say it happens. It happens. So that's like saying, well, we lost by one point, and if you remove the fact that the kicker just missed the extra point, we actually could have won. Well, you probably could have, but in the record books, it's a loss. We can't go on probably. You're supposed to be set up to stop that and cut that in half. So they've learned from that game. I don't think they're going to pull it off against the 49ers. And even if there weren't doubtful in game time decisions for Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey, I still don't think they would have pulled it off against the 49ers. So I am definitely rolling with the 49ers this week just because the Bears have a lot to do to get the, that chemistry going and to make us believe uh, yeah. that they're ready to go out there and truly hustle and flow. I just don't see it. I mean, what well, I think the great thing about it is that this is only – this is we're only going into week two, you know, so there is still time, you know, um, before we get well, down to where it counts as far I don't feel that way. You right, feel like there's this, still time for the bear? I mean, while yeah, though you may feel Hey, when I say time, time, I'm talking about today. <laughs> okay. It's a, only 12% of the teams that have played in football that have gone 0-2 and still made the playoffs. Only 12% in NFL history. That is horrible. So, well, you know what? I don't even. Well, I'm not even talking playoffs. I'm like get through a game. I'm not even like weeks see? out with this team. So I'm just. I just wanted to get through a game. And and with that being said, I know I pick. I'm picking the 49ers. I don't know which who you guys are picking. Uh, I'm, picking. I'm with you. Okay. You, why are you not picking? Because so, you don't. You want. You want to say that we're that we gonna lose today? I can. You know what? I can honestly sit here and be like, it's, I don't even think it'll be close. You know, it might be, but I don't think it's going to be close. I think that from, you know, San Francisco coming off their win last week, they're not coming in here to take any prisoners, and we just right now are in a position to where we could do the same. So being a, still being a fan, being able to say, hey, we might have to take one or take another one. Yeah, take another it one. It is what it is. 
Like, that's, 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 I'm, that's <laughs> it. I'm going to get the sample because every week I'll just be like, here's another one. Because, yeah, you're going to take a couple. <laughs> Definitely take a couple. I'm not picking. No. And another I'm one. not picking. So, all right. So we have, we have one, you know, no decision. I'm rolling with the 49ers. Michael, are you rolling with the 49ers? I'm are you not picking either? On this one. And, no, I'm right. taking I'm rolling with the so 49ers. Now, I'm but no, you cannot I'm be on the, the fence. Bears. No, no, thinking, you're done. No, 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 listen. I'm thinking the Bears are going to be 0-2, but I'm still not picking. All right. Yeah, and once again, this is Mike's logic. So why don't we swing it around to Detroit? Detroit is doing something that I talked about last year. Detroit jumped out the preseason gate yelling at everybody like, yo, we're here, we're back. Remember the Barry Sanders days? We're going to do this all over again. And we drank the Kool-Aid. We bought into it. Whether you like the Lions or not, we bought into it. We saw them open the season absolutely explosive. Of course, there are going to be injuries. And then it turned into a preschool debacle, and we don't, we don't know what happened. So in the off season, as we all know, they made the coaching change. So they have Mr. Coach Caldwell, who I I absolutely love. I love a man that could stand there and it, you know, missiles and things could drop. And he's like, "Well, we're just gonna talk football, and I'm gonna be calm, and you're gonna love me." Clean up those <laughs> missile shavings over there, and this is what we do. So I think he has gotten into the point where he's calmed them down, and the talent that they have on the team is actually playing effective football, at least for what we've seen in game one. So today they go up against the Panthers. And to kick the Panthers story off, a very good friend of mine, you know, a lot of people have trouble saying Indominican, but he equivalated it to a Donkey Kong suit. And it was, some people thought it was funny. And so why don't we go into what we think we're going to see from Indominican and our Donkey Kong suit today and the Lions as they match up against the Panthers. But it was well, funny, though. Whether you think it was funny or not, I think the worst part about it was to, uh, how can I put this, to, to, to make Indominican mad because making him mad, he's going to come to kill Cam Newton. For for that reason, and the fact that Cam Newton already has a rib injury, so he's, he's going to try to take that from a bruised rib to a broken rib, and you and you try to get under his skin by calling him a name. I wanted to put this on well, the professional. Like, well, you can't tiptoe lightly in football. Yeah, like you go tiptoe lightly in football. I'm not trying to make uh, Indominican Sue mad because he's trying to kill me. And I don't care that Cam Newton is built like a a defensive end. Uh, Indominican Sue is built like a defensive tackle. (laughs) You you know what? And when you call a person out, you got to be ready. And I don't know if the Panthers, whether he would have – come at Indominican or not, I don't know if the Panthers can honestly handle what the Lions are bringing. The Lions are definitely a healthy Calvin Johnson is just lethal. Any given day, oh, of the oh, day long. a healthy Reggie Bush will run 
all over you. I am not on the Matt Stafford bandwagon. I was very happy that he did get his contract because he's a good fit for their scheme. But his weapons get open for him, and he's able to put the ball in their hands. And, and these guys are getting very, very, very big yardage. It's not like these are short route passes. A lot of things that we've you know, seen recently from Jay Cutler, he's airing it out, and he's hitting his man on the target. They're actually beating the secondary of the other team. So the Panthers have kind of, I don't necessarily want to use the word revamped, but they've been pulled apart on the offseason and put back together. So I don't know if they are honestly ready for this matchup. I don't think the Panthers are a bad team, but it's obvious that the Lions are in a totally different space with how they're coming out and executing on the field. So I don't know. I might have to take the Lions. But also, in looking at it, and I like Rory. In looking at it, they have they have probably the least amount of injuries outside of <laughs> the Falcons, <laughs> but they have the least amount of injuries to major people on their team. <laughs> Wow. You know, Reggie, Reggie Bush hurt his knee, but that's it. And he's probably Look, Reggie Bush is a healthy injury. Reggie Bush is, is hurt every injury. year. Like, right, play. he's a healthy like, injury. You know? Right, he's <laughs> like, I don't need both arms to play. I'll just use this one. Like, you know, hey, that's He's going to be Bush. out there, balling. Right. Reggie's so. a healthy injury. <laughs> he's like, he's oh, a my healthy injury. I'll be back after the game. I'm going to keep running. Like, he is. He is. Like, he has to... Seriously, be hurt, like completely hurt, to not go out there and at least give it his all. And I, I well, love that. I mean, you I know, love when I see players. <clears throat> when I was in school, that was a, that's the one thing they, you know, saying you have to know the difference between being hurt and being injured. If you just hurt, get your butt on out there and get on the field and do it and play. You know, injury stops you. Period. Injury is, you know, you can't yeah, walk, you can't, so you can't bend your arm, you got bones right. sticking out or something like that. But y'all still in line for the program? Y'all still in line for the program? That's football. Period. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's still sports. Period. Y'all still in line? That is sports. Period. That is we D1 still in football all across the board. That is what they say. Y'all still in line you know for the, the program? <laughs> What program? What are we talking about here? The movie, the program, wow. Cass. The movie, the about program. Oh, you know what? I fell asleep well, and woke up. I probably missed all of those lines in the movie. I'm sorry. Nice oh, I'm telling Omar Epps on you. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> oh, all man. Right. But, yeah, Mike, you And we'll interview best. him about it on the show. Yeah, tell him. Uh, Mike, you're 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 selling it best when it comes to Detroit. They have the least injuries in the division. No, wait a minute. Do they have no. less injuries than the Vikings? The Vikings not injured on purpose. Right, that's what I thought. Of. I'm just talking about <laughs> they don't have that many injuries. Like, we <laughs> Okay, I, I, we see that coming out. That coming out full set today, minus one person. So I'm like, what you? What? She's defending her team. Oh, oh my goodness. She's like, they don't get hurt on purpose. Right. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. That was hilarious. Uh, yeah. Um, another one. Yeah. So, so back to Detroit. 
<laughs> well, it, it is literally looking like Detroit came out playing, uh, playing well last week with their offense. But I said it last week on Twitter. I wanted to get excited for Detroit, but this is how they played in the first half of the season last year. I can't get excited for Detroit until week eight. Come week, week eight, eight. Then, yes, the second half. Week of the eight. <laughs> yes. You need eight weeks. Um, they, isn't that like we're even where gonna Detroit have our famous show before eight weeks. Detroit no, fell they apart last were year. Apart. They just ate too much candy in week eight. And just had sugar attacks, and so it was just all over the place. And, People were like, no, tackle, don't run into the stands. And it was just, a, it was bad. Right. They were just. So in the like, first half of the season, Detroit played well last year. So we don't I'm know. I'm not giving them eight time. weeks. It's the NFL. If you look like crap by week four or five, then you just look like crap. And oh, no, I will give you that. And that's I'm, that. I will, agree. I will agree with you on that. I'm just saying that let's say Detroit looks good for the first eight weeks like they did last season. They looked good. So there's no way we will be able to tell if they're still looking good eight weeks in because that's what they did last season. That's my only point. I will be able to tell five weeks in because by then they would have, their, unless there's a major severe injury to one of their key players, that's, everyone's valuable, but if, if an injury like what we saw with Aaron Rodgers and, and a Matt Stafford goes down or something, but by week five, you guys have that that your your, your football play your mentality, everything is back and if you just can't if you aren't looking good then then everything else is just sort of luck and that's just being honest the rest of the season whether you make it to week eight and and beyond for the second half of the season it's all luck. Well, because and that by means this the Bears time, need to reach for their 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 luck jar today. <laughs> 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 Don't fold your arms at me. They might have to send some more code savings. They're gonna be talking in code like, Most "Hey man, are you, now coming from we gotta get it. <laughs> we gotta do Stop something. We gotta communicate." Me. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> whatever you gotta do to make it happen, <laughs> do it. <laughs> But I do agree. Normally by week five, if, if if you really haven't got your football legs back up under you, you know, by that time you can mm-hmm. – you beating people by luck or they screwing up enough to where it don't matter. <laughs> and it's still by luck. So hopefully, you know, I, I do want to – I didn't get a chance to uh, Detroit game last week, unfortunately. You know, my uh, – here, here at the White House. <laughs> the uh, – you know, TV and, and stuff has so been taken care of. Yes, there were technical difficulties at the White House of Illinois, just to not mistake. That was the District of Columbia. Yeah, but it's okay exactly. because you know what? technology is not like it's you know foolproof or anything. But this week we got it. I will say I did watch we Detroit, got it. and now I'll be watching. They ball. They they really did ball. Um, I'm rolling with the the Lions over the Panthers. I know that's going to cause a frenzy in my family. Oh, well. I believe purple. But anyway, 
I am rolling with the Lions. I think the Lions can pull it off. Not because Cam decided. And Cam's a jokester. He's, this is not new. Oh, my goodness. But not because of the Donkey Kong crack. It's just because I just believe Detroit, they execute the ball really well. I think they pick up their man, whether they're playing zone or man, whichever, whatever they have to break down and do, they pick up their man really well. I, I do like their secondary. Not the best secondary in the world, but they are, are playing smart football from what we've seen so far. So I'm rolling with Detroit. That's what I'm glad. Sweet. Because so I believe the Bears with. are gonna lose, I need, I need the I need the Panthers to win. So that's where all of my picks today are going based upon what I need to have to be in favor of the Bears. All right, and Mr. Michael. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You know what? So basically, with that being said, nobody's gonna to win today. Have a happy time. <laughs> I'm not gonna have it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I need the bear. I was still so long with the Lions. <clears throat> All right, so two for the Lions. So we got two 49ers picks, two Lions picks. Two, I don't know. So. Well, I thought, let's go I, no, he said he was going with the Lions. Are you going with the Lions? Look at that look. What's that look Michael, about? You can't. Let me ask you a different question now that we're segueing to the land of Green Bay. What would you go with the Packers today? I can Packers accept the Packers winning because that will only make them one and one. I can accept the Packers winning. Do you write speeches for the he White House? You can accept the Packers winning because they – He writes speeches for the White House. Like, it's no real answer, but we're going to say something. <laughs> no real answer, but we're going to say some stuff. <laughs> I could accept the winning, but that's all. I could just accept the winning. They can right. pack their boxes and pack their cheese. It's going to be all good. As long as they're one and one. And if you haven't figured it out, we're packing boxes over here for the lovely Packers. We're sending the cheese to the cheese heads way. Um, so the Packers go up against, they go up against, like, the Jets. Am I correct? The Jets? Yes, yes they do. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought that was a bomb to say that in like the sixties. J E P. Okay, okay. So, I, I um, <laughs> I think the Packers could pull this off. I definitely want to see the Jets up close and personal. I liked Geno last year. No, Geno ran into a lot. Geno was kind of put into a bad situation. They were like, "Hey, rookie, watch a few of these games, and then you're gonna oh, Matt Sanchez is down, so you got to go play like right now." Like he, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> because you don't want him learning from a bad QB. It would be different if he was sitting behind. He didn't even get to learn from any QB. I think he has to go watch YouTube and stuff like, what what do I do? Well, that that might be good because I did not want him sitting behind Matt Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. That's it, Matt Sanchez. Of Mike. I know it was my opinion. I don't need him to learn how to do I the don't. butt fumble. The butt fumble was mm-hmm. not in our vocabulary until Mark Sanchez. We don't need Gino to learn how to do a butt fumble. Well, he didn't. But Mark Sanchez actually played pretty fight. good last week. Oh, I know. He did. I just don't think Mark was in. I don't think Mark was in the 
the right scheme of things. That's a hard team to that whole situation, the media frenzy, the everything about the Jets is just a hard team to be a part of if that's not what you're from. Mm-hmm. We are coming from USC, okay, but still, I mean, even Brett Favre walked away like, I don't know what's going on over there. But um, <laughs> Well, that's, that's also, also partially because I, I think they have the same right. problem that the Bears had for years. We have a great defensive coach that don't know nothing about picking no offensive coordinators. I don't, I think having Michael Vick there as the veteran is a good thing. I really think that you oh, know no, is going to like you said. Michael Vick, Michael Vick has, can pick has forgot, up the slack. Michael Vick has forgotten more offense than than uh, Rex Ryan has ever learned. You know, our attorney yes. is out of town this week, so I um. Yay! Yeah, he, I get to say stuff. Yeah. he does oh not. You know, anything that anything that Mike says um, um, does not go for the network. Um, so that is his own personal <laughs> opinion, people. We're sorry, so Rex. If you want to sue somebody, you, Rex, uh, it will be him. It's not us. We're not. <laughs> I get to say stuff. No, 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 no. So welcome to the fun that we have on this show. We are still fans. We do get to say stuff with our attorney at hand, but she decided that she was going to go to Texas this weekend, so we in trouble. Hey, just keep in mind, man, you know, we we don't need this going on because of something you didn't say. We need to make sure that, uh, we, we, you know, we got this. We got good, this. So. We got this. Uh, the people that came for you, Mike. The people came. She said the people. I'm just saying. Either she said the people or Rex Ryan did. What else? <laughs> so, anywho, going back to the Packers. Back to the Packers. Um, definitely some injuries there, some big key injuries that didn't even make the start of the season. Um, BJ Raji, some. Interesting play that we saw against the Seahawks, and no doubt, I did not think they were going to take the Seahawks down. The Seahawks are still on an adrenaline high from winning the Super Bowl. I just did not think I was going to see that. That was pretty interesting. <laughs> I don't think yeah. anybody thought they were going to see that. Yeah, I was like, oh, flashback Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. So I didn't think that was going to be it. Um, I do know that, yeah, that that was crazy. We definitely have Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy has already been injured early. He did have bouts with concussions last season. And this season, he's already started off the season with the concussion. So he is now switching helmets. This is something that uh, Mike and I really did talk about in our in our meeting this morning and last night about what the difference is in helmets and why he's switching back to the old one. So, Mike, I'm going to let you take the segue on that so that there's some fans that don't understand what some of the new helmets were created to do and why he's made the decision to switch back to his old helmet. Well, the new helmet, um, some people have probably noticed, uh, and it's more noticeable on the lighter color helmets like the white or the yellow. It's a new helmet that has a computer chip inside the helmet, in addition to having an extra padding on the crown of the head, it also has uh, a chip that's sending information and saving info about every hit. The unfortunate thing is, even with this new helmet, 
Eddie Lacy still, still found a way to break his head. Yeah, I said break his head. Uh, literally, the Packers have had a history of wearing special helmets. Uh, Aaron Rodgers for two years wore a special helmet that had a, an oblong shape to, in comparison to the rest of the NFL, and I have compared it to Kazoo's old helmet on the Flintstones. Yes, I said Kazoo and the Flintstones. Um, the reality is, with that, with that, in anybody under the age of thirty has no idea who Kazoo is. So, no, you might have to be thirty-five to remember Kazoo. Uh, I understand. Exactly. This. So people are like Kazoo, like what you're playing, like no. <laughs> Let me find a picture to put it up on Twitter because who will know that? But the helmet that Eddie Lacy was wearing, and there's a few other players that are actually wearing it, it just clearly he figured if if I'm going to get a concussion anyway, I might as well go back to what I'm already comfortable with, which the greatest thing that I think the NFL does with their helmets, period, they provide every player with a Rydell helmet per the contract, but the contract also states that any player can wear whatever helmet they choose, but we provide you with a Rydell helmet. And I think that's cool. Like, we're going to give you what you need, but we're not going to force you to wear this helmet. And since that's the case, he's going to switch back to what he's comfortable with. Yes, no, maybe so. Any feelings? I think that's. A, I feel. I feel like it's a good. I, I well, I've never had this. No, you did not. You did not. Um, you know, I. I, I, I like what the helmets are. are of course, I have to have a lot of heads. Go ahead. Well, I mean, Jerry. So I um, I like what the helmets are intended to do as far as gathering research. Apparently, the research doesn't work on Eddie Lacy's head, so he has to go back to the non-researchable kind so that he can protect his cranium because he's a young player. He's very lethal. He will truck you over, and so he's another running back that they are stacking the box against. He runs very hard with tons of of power, and I I totally agreed with the decision. But not only... when they made Eddie Lacy's body, they made it in the uh, the uh, history of one of my favorite running backs called Brandon Jacobs. He likes to run people over. And the problem is uh, certain players have not been able to tackle Eddie Lacy's legs, and they have tried to go for the crown of his head. And well, he got them Michael yeah, Everybody is losing it. See... She she has this uh, affinity to love Michael the Burner Turner's legs because he just trucked everybody. Uh, uh, Michael I would say Burner something Turner. that's his family. Uh, okay. But back to Eddie Lacy's helmet. Um, and the players, they were trying to do other things to type, take Lacy down. And his attitude is if they're going to try to do this to take me down, I need as much padding as I possibly can. Well, I mean, he's got that. And even moving away from Eddie 
Eddie Lacy. I mean, we've got Brian Bulliger. He's got um, sprained MCL, so he won't be in the game. He's actually key. But the one thing I like with the Packers is the Packers still find a way to, to pull it off. The Packers can actually insert players, everyone from the practice squad to the second string, and, and keep marching down the field. My concern is while I am not – as a fan, no, I'm not a huge Packers fan. Has amazing experiences every time I go to Lambeau. I, I can't even say that I don't. They've come through the, the league and the history of the amazing players that they've had. When it comes to Aaron Rodgers, is it is his time almost up? I mean, he ten years in the league. I love his arm. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks ever. I'm not calling him the greatest quarterback, but I just love his decision, the confidence he has in his offensive weapons and his receivers and his tight end and his backs. And I like to, you know, just, just to see his arm launch. He launches passes through. He doesn't always rainbow a pass. He can actually, you will hear the ball whip straight through and down the middle of the field. And he's confident that he is going to have a receiver on the other end to catch the ball. But it seems like this year he's a little slower. I don't know if his injury from last season is affecting that or if he's just kind of lost a little bit in his momentum. And that's something that I've really watched. I've rewound film several times, and I do see a difference. I don't see the fear of recovering from the injury that he had, which was a pretty bad injury for any quarterback. But I just don't see – that that strength and that full decision making confidence from Aaron Rodgers so far this year. So I don't I, I think that's going to be the factor in determining how the Packers season goes. The Packers on paper has every player, every position stacked to honestly take the NFC North division. It's just about how it plays out. And right now I just with Aaron Rodgers and how other defenses are really attacking and stopping the run, I don't know where they go from here. I, re I really do need to watch the Packers through game five. That's And that's just honest and very serious. I, I just don't. Well, I agree. I, think I believe they can beat the Jets, but I just, and at the same time, I wouldn't, here's a, an answer that Mike would give, I would not be surprised if they lost to the Jets. If they lose to the Jets, it's because they lost to the Jets. They just didn't get it going. But on paper, they have every ability to smash the Jets. But then they also had that same paper, that same list, where they were able to give the Seahawks a run for their money, and it just didn't happen. So that's just how I feel. I feel like they can edge this one out, but I would not be surprised if they didn't. I guess what was – I mean, hello? I say you guys. I mean, <laughs> if I don't have anything nice to say or a need to say it, I don't have to say anything at all, which is rare. Yeah, you have something nice to say with. about the Bears? Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Well, I... Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna forget what I said. You know about what? The, I, the, the, the the Panthers have just. I, I'm getting all of the updates. I think they just deactivated it. In a minute, they're going to forfeit. If I get another deactivated player on the Panthers, it's going to be a forfeit. It's going to be like that movie. They're going to have to stop the bus. They're going to have to stop by a grocery store, pick a couple cats up, and like, okay, fine. we got a uniform that'll fit you. Like, what is going on? I just, <laughs> you got this. 
This is this is nice. Detroit definitely. Detroit fans stand up. Rory, give yourself a pat on the back because nobody's playing for the Panthers. They're At waiting all. for Steve Smith to walk back <laughs> to that door. Oh, got, no, we don't. Okay. So I'm rolling with the Packers in hopes that they and redeem themselves and become the Packers that we're used to seeing at the NFC North Division. But again, I would not be surprised if the Jets sneak up on them and take it. I, I, I wouldn't. I would not need to see Aaron Rodgers just do a little bit more for me there. But that's my take. Mr. Michael, what do you think? I don't know. Uh, so Michael has the open mouth um, look. Maybe like the Home Alone kid. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to say I want the Packers to to lose. I think they won't lose. No, That's what I'm going to say, and I'm going to stick to that. You think they won't lose, but you right. want them so to lose. So that's you, Mike. And, Michael, what do you think? Personally, I would like for the. Uh, I thought Packers he right. He's he's the, the backup press. You know, you know, just just for our um, for the for the division, to, you know, uh, or whatever you want to call. But would I like to see the Jets kind of put it to to put them on it? Yeah, I would love to see the Jets do it. So I think I'm gonna roll with the Jets with this one. Jets over the Packers, maybe by seven. Hey, ECS, Jets, Jets. Let me get my phone call from the 60s out. I wasn't even born. <laughs> All right, so Packers, Jets, and a political answer. So there we go. So we might as well swing it on around to, yes, the world knows this is my favorite team. Um, they go up against, the Vikings go up against the Patriots, and the Patriots totally got exposed last week against the Dolphins. The Dolphins were serious. They came out. Their defense looked great, but they have another team with a history of always having a very good defense. But they truly exposed the Patriots. It was like the Patriots ran out of the locker room with no pads or any clothes on, just underwear, like, showed up like, oh, this was a People keep forgetting that Cameron Wake exists. People keep forgetting about Cameron Wake. And Cameron Wake keeps reminding people, don't forget about me. Well, why does he have to remind people? <laughs> Maybe it's a consistency thing. So, but, and the but old Cameron Wake well is consistently all pro. Yeah, I, uh-huh. Yeah. That's why he has to keep reminding people. We should be reminded easily, but... They they did the thing. They actually exposed them. So now, can the Vikings, and yes, the Vikings had a season from hell last year, can the Vikings actually give the Patriots a run for their money? Not And, and let's take my fandom out. I actually do. Um, earlier this week, when Cordero got his Patriots snub, Cordero Patterson, that just set him on fire. The Vikings actually are working with a really nice, talented scheme of offensive players that Matt Castle has his pick. I mean, Kyle Rudolph is lethal at the tight end position. The connection, the, the Castle-Jennings connection has been amazing. He 
put that ball in Greg Jennings' hands in some impossible situations and plays while he was double covered in the secondary and was still able to capitalize and, if nothing else, get a first down or even a touchdown. Cordero's explosive. He can even drop back. If you really, you know, everything from slot to you got to run him as a running back. He's extremely talented, extremely versatile, and poised to have this breakout season. He's determined to have it. So I really think on the offensive side of the ball, they can actually give the Patriots a little bit of a run for their money. I really do. The defense, I have no words for the defense of the Vikings. It was good to see them come back. They're hitting. They're capitalizing. I do want to see more picks and more takeaways, but they are stopping the. What else? They are stopping. They are stopping the run. It's 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 good to see them get back to the type of football that we love to see in the NFC North Division and coming from the Vikings camp. So I I really loved what I saw on the defensive side of the ball, and if they can get a couple times, which I truly believe they will, get to Tom Brady then it might be a wrap. Tom Brady also was not a young duckling in this league. He's got some years behind him. He's taken quite a few hits. He put out an article that he has to act like a little kid to get his wife's attention. And if his hair is not exactly right underneath the helmet, it's all failure. So let's just hope all those things play a factor today and the Vikings capitalize on it. And back wow. to you guys. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I, I we know always thought Vikings that, uh, fan, but wow. I've, I've always Does anyone have anything to say behind that? What <laughs> <laughs> wow. do you mean? You know, a better question is what do you mean? But, I mean, I put it out there. I honestly do believe that the, the Vikings can pull this off. They they were undefeated in the preseason, but everyone says they didn't count. They opened the season, and they shocked the world, and they won the game. I really think this is a good matchup for them. I think this takes them to the level of play where we get to see if they're ready to, to oh, hit no, the postseason. We're, we're not questioning that part of it because everything you just said with the Vikings part of it is is supported by fact. I'm going with the wow on the Tom Brady. Everything you said about Tom Brady. I'm just, just, just wow. Uh-huh. Just wow. We'll be West Point when the Vikings win. Okay, so. <laughs> of course, this week, and I have gone against my boys. So, of course, this week, definitely, I'm going to roll with them. A couple people have a, a few questions in the running back position. I'm not worried. I'm not scared. That's a team. It's not one person, and we already know that the whole entire league, I think people's grandmas were stacking the box against, you know, that specific player. So we're not even worried about it. There are way too many offensive weapons, really nice second stringers, and guys on the practice squad. Love Matt Asiata. I really think they can come in and do this. If they're focused and they're poised and they have a great defensive-minded coach, so – it's up to North Turner's half of the scheme to really pull it off on offense. But I definitely believe the Vikings defense can and will hold them. It's just about the Vikings capitalizing on the offense. I do want to see Matt Castle air this ball out. I really do. He's going to have to because the Patriots defense is very quick at getting to the quarterback. They have a history of that. And they're very good at 
stopping the the the. I mean, their rush defense, their pass rush defense, is pretty awesome. It did not look like it that last week, and so hopefully they've watched film and they can learn that they can execute on both using both offensive positions in the back position and the wide out. And so I do think we're also going to see a lot more use of Kyle Rudolph. They're gonna they're gonna if Matt Castle can't get loose to go long, then they are going to have to down this ball. And Kyle Rudolph's a big, heavy, thick, built like a defensive lineman tight end. He's strong and he runs hard, and we may see a lot of yardage from Kyle Rudolph today. So I'm rolling with my Vikings. You think? (laughs) I am personally going to roll with the Vikings myself. Simply because I am just not – I'm really not a Patriots fan. I've always felt they were overrated. <laughs> Even when they were loaded and deserted, I just always felt they were overrated teams. And I think, like you said before, um, you know, after 10 years uh, and, and, and you know, the hot wife and the uh, hairdo, it might be time yeah. to kind of – he might be feeling a little air of Roger, you know, at this moment, slowing down a step. Yeah, because – so I mean and, and it happens, you know, you expect it after a while after all the hits and all that wear and tear on your body. You, and you, the it's, it's, it's yeah, not, and it, we don't go on forever. You know, so no, it, and, this and may this be actually a telltale season for the for the Patriots. You know, so I am rolling with Minnesota on this. Uh, you know, I, I really want to see them do well. Uh <clears throat> Um, like I, I said, dislike just, the Patriots. Just I'm just... <laughs> I dislike the Patriots. I but... dislike the Vikings even more. So I'm going to roll with the team that I dislike the least. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> I, 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 I said it in the pre-show meeting uh, this morning. I don't care who the Patriots played this week. I did not want to be – I would not have wanted to be the team that had to play this week because they got basically hit in the mouth last week, and I think they're awake. While I don't think the Patriots are going to have a great and grand season, I just would not have wanted to be a Patriots opponent this week. I think the Patriots were awakened, and usually you can wake, wake a person up for one game and I'm I'm betting the Patriots come out much better today. I don't know. I don't and, know. I mean, even Gronk, Gronk is even still questionable. He's still a game-time decision, and it's almost game time, and I haven't seen an update. Well, see, coming from from uh, Belichick, uh, I, that doesn't surprise me. His game-time decisions were made last Monday. And he just if you saw the interview, yeah. if you saw the interview he did earlier this week, he he kept on saying we put it on the injury report the way we're required to, and that's all I'm going to give you. He basically says I'm required to report what I reported. Don't ask me nothing else. All righty. And so we won't. We will just find someone with a video of it. 
So definitely, um, you know, I think I think for the most part, me and Michael have been in tune, and Mike has been the political press secretary for the week. He's going to say a lot, and he means what he says, but it doesn't result in anything. So basically, Ferris fans, <laughs> everybody will lose, but you guys, but it just really doesn't seem to be in the cards. At least not for me. Um, so I will take this from every Bears fan this week. I don't care. You can bounce me to wherever you want to bounce me. I just don't see it. I don't see $126 million of nothing. But Leave my $54 million guaranteed player alone. That's what the media is about um. to do if he don't show up. My 50 so million on the Jersey player is doing fine. <laughs> if he doesn't do it. As he walks off the this field. This where he will be. Oh, Leave my $54 million guaranteed player alone. It's a wrap. <laughs> hey, look, man. What are we going to do with the nap? Uh, we're saying kicker. this. Play, my play, $9 million kicker, kicker play, like, play like you're worth $54 million. You're getting paid fifty-four million dollars. You should have, boy. You should be airing it the fuck out. Aaron, excuse me. You should be right. airing that. I'm glad I censored myself. <laughs> <laughs> there is, I mean, fifty-four million dollars, dude. What? He That's did, more than any right. of us that will we'll get the opportunity to get a lifetime. I don't. That I, first and, so, hey. last week, I don't even blame on him. I blame on the fact that Martellus Bennett, Mr. <laughs> Marty Soros Rex, didn't even turn and look at the ball. I kind of have to agree with you on that one. I think his hip was looking for the ball in his hands, and his eyes just were not connected with the rest of his body. He was like, hey. How are you, Mr. Marty Forrest, Rex, turn and look for the ball? They asked, they asked Jay Cutler to I'm sorry, how many, play, how many plays was, was that? Are we talking about one? That was one. That was one. Oh, okay. Yeah. He made two yeah. bad plays. Well, we're talking two about the interception. Plays. He only made two. Okay. He only made two bad plays. Oh, he made mm-hmm. a, he made a few. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did. Mm-hmm. He did. He made a few. Whatever. Okay. You know what? It's been fun. Okay, it's know. been real. We're gonna roll with our picks. We're gonna see who else likes our picks. We're gonna hit Twitter now because we are down to the wire. See what Bears fans, Vikings fans, Packers fans, and Lions fans, you all got this in the bag. If you all don't win, me and Rory are breaking up. That's just it. I have to find I only day winner. <laughs> so we want to thank you guys for tuning in to Football Fan Rush Radio. I am your host, Cass. I've got Mike and Michael on both my sides. And check out what we say next week, same time, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Everybody have a good weekend. See you all after the fun time. Yes. Happy NFL Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>